Who booked this? Who booked this cameo? Who booked me to be on here? You know what? You're listening to Who Booked This? And I'm Brian Frickin' Pillman Jr., baby. In the wild world of professional wrestling, there are many great stories yet to be told. For every Hogan versus Andre, the irresistible force meeting the immovable object, there is a finger poke of doom. What just happened here? For every Mr. Perfect, that was perfect. There is a red rooster. <laughs> and for every that's gotta be Kane, Hellfire and Bridgestone, there is a Shockmaster. They want a piece of me. Come and get me. We will explore those stories and more on this week's episode of Who Booked This? Welcome to this week's episode of Who Booked This? My name is Aaron Turner, the award-winning podcaster extraordinaire. This week's episode is going to be interesting for a couple of reasons. Number one, this team is current. They are still on the main roster, and they still do work from time to time. Also, it is going to sound like I am not a fan of these guys, and I am. I'm a huge fan of this team and what they do, and I realize that they're not to blame for all of this. Of course, some of it is on them for reasons I will tell, and some of it isn't. But that's something I want to get across on Who Booked This is my intention is to not shit on the competitors that had to do this stuff because most of the time it's not their fault. It's bad booking or bad writing or just bad timing. It's just how it goes. The team that I am talking about is the Ascension, the team that consists of Connor and Victor. They made their debut in December of 2014 on Monday Night Raw with no main roster tag team championships to date and rarely making an appearance on television these days. It would seem that the Ascension had fallen quite far. But it wasn't always this bad. As a matter of fact, the Ascension has gone through a couple of different incarnations. Wasn't always Connor and Victor. So let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. Let's take the time machine all the way back to 2011, all the way to Tampa, Florida, to Florida Championship Wrestling. On August 28th, 2011, introduced by Ricardo Rodriguez, the former personal ring announcer of Alberto Del Rio, Ascension made their way on the scene. Over the past few weeks, we've seen you and this group of superstars watching the matches here, watching the show, evaluating. What what are you guys doing? Not only is this group an amazing group of entertainers, there are amazing superstars that will rise to the top and they will become the best thing that ever happened to WWE through my guidance, through our assistance as a group together. So one thing that I want everybody to understand that when this ascension La Ascension rises to the top. We will not only take over whatever little thing you have going on here, but we'll also take over 
WWE and everything they have. Together, we can take everything. Well, Ricardo, thank you for your time, and only time will tell if the Ascension will indeed rise to the top. But of course, you already knew that. <laughs> the team of Connor O'Brien, Raquel Diaz, Kenneth Cameron, and Tito Colon would successfully defeat C.J. Parker, Donnie Marlowe, and Johnny Curtis in their FCW debut. Let's go ahead and put the brakes on here for just a second so we can get caught up on who everybody is so you know who I'm talking about. Connor O'Brien is the current Ascension member, Connor. Raquel Diaz, real name Shaw Guerrero, is the daughter of Eddie and Vicky Guerrero and the wife of current WWE superstar Aiden English. Kenneth Cameron would go on to become TNA Impact star Bram. Tito Cologne would go on to be renamed Epico Cologne of the famous Cologne family in Puerto Rico. The opposing team, CJ Parker. He would wrestle in NXT and can now be found as one of the top stars in New Japan Pro Wrestling under the name Juice Robinson. Donnie Marlowe would wrestle in NXT as Camacho. It can now be found in New Japan Wrestling as well as one half of the Gorillas of Destiny under the name Tangaloa. Johnny Curtis, now back in NXT, can be found under the ring name Fandango. That is a lot of young talent going back and forth in FCW, especially for a debut. But let's go ahead and fast forward to October of 2011, and the Ascension have already dismissed Ricardo Rodriguez, reducing their numbers to four, and would sort of do a little bit of a change in direction. At first, it seemed like the Ascension would be kind of just a ragtag group of, of people thrown together. But after they lost Ricardo they started doing these vignettes where it looked like, to be honest with you, it looked like something, it looked like arrow villains from the CW show arrow. The, the, they were on top of a city skyscraper that was obviously CG and it was dark. And they would say dark and brooding things. They were like almost underworld esque, but like a dime store version of underworld. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord, my soul, to keep. If I die before I wake, you pray before you sleep. Ascension prays while you sleep. A little more than a month later, the Ascension's numbers would get less and less. Connor O'Brien would suffer an injury putting on the shelf for some time. Raquel Diaz would be given a gimmick change to the queen of FCW and would be removed from the group. Tito Cologne would be called to the main roster to team with Primo Cologne, forming the Colognes. So if you're keeping score, the original Ascension lasted three months. Perhaps this should have been a sign of things to come. Kenneth Cameron would go forth to net a decent win-loss record on his own. In March of 2012, Cameron was in a feud with now SmackDown commentator Byron Saxton. On the March 15th episode of FCW TV, Cameron would be joined by a returning Connor O'Brien to reform The Ascension. 
O'Brien and Cameron will be featured in a series of excellent, wink, wink, vignettes that showed the pair of an even darker light, as I explained before, but even more dark. And this was the Ascension rising again. Smiles. Happiness. Laughter. These are the things you hold dear in your heart, but not ours. We are the gateways of the future. We are the ascension. And we will rise. When FCW changed to NXT, the Ascension would find themselves getting big victories over current WWE tag team, the Usos. Just as the Ascension was looked to rise for the second time, the team was derailed yet again after Kenneth Cameron was fired by WWE for an arrest for intoxication and battery of a police officer. Connor O'Brien would have a small singles run after Cameron's departure, even feuding with NXT heavyweight champion at the time, Big E Langston. Connor would be haunted by former FCW, now NXT talent, Rick Victor, as Victor watched his matches from atop the entrance ramp and said nothing. At first, Connor resisted Victor, not knowing what his intentions were. But soon after the initial encounter, Victor would escort Connor to the ring during his matches. On the July 3rd edition of NXT TV, the Ascension would attempt to rise for the third time with Connor O'Brien and Rick Victor. This is the beginning, an awakening into the future of the universe. Time has come for us to reduce your heroes to ashes. We are the Ascension, and we will rise again. This final version of the Ascension would prove to be the best as the team almost immediately destroyed the competition on their way to an NXT Tag Team Championship match against Corey Graves and Adrian Neville. And on October 2nd, Connor and Victor would finally rise to the top of NXT, defeating Neville and Graves to become NXT Tag Team Champions. The Ascension would continue to decimate the entire NXT Tag Team division, holding the championships for 364 consecutive days, a record that still stands in NXT to this day. A year-long reign would not be in the cards, as Connor and Victor would be defeated by the Lucha Dragons, Kalisto and Sin Cara, at NXT TakeOver Fatal 4-Way. A short feud with Hideo Itami and Finn Balor would follow for a couple of weeks, until coming soon vignettes starting to air on SmackDown, showing that the Ascension was coming to the program. 
ride on destruction and feast upon fear. Brutality is our business. And we're open all night long. Set them up and we'll knock them down. We are the Ascension. Welcome to the Wasteland. The Ascension promos would continue to air on both Raw and SmackDown, making it unclear which brand the team would join. Following their tag team championship loss to the Usos the night before, the Miz and Damian Mizdow would find themselves in the wasteland on Monday Night Raw as Connor and Victor, newly renamed, made their main roster debut. The Ascension destroyed the former champs with their finisher, the Fall of Man, marking their devastating arrival. Now, I briefly mentioned it there, but Connor O'Brien was eventually shortened to Connor, and Rick Victor just lost the Rick, and he became Victor. They had a new look. They didn't have face paint in NXT, and they didn't have these uh, shoulder pads-esque things that they debuted with. I think that in doing that, you immediately evoke the Road Warriors and Demolition together. And an homage is not a bad thing, but this was the the worst possible thing because they weren't trying to be either one of those teams. It's a fresh team from NXT, and now you're immediately pigeonholing them as, okay, well, they're just carbon copies of the Legion of Doom or they're copies of Demolition, but they're not. Those are legendary tag teams. These guys haven't even been together for that long. So immediately, we're already stuck here. And I like the Ascension. I liked what they did in NXT. I thought they were awesome. They got good crowd reactions at live events. I'd go to them all the time. And they were just absolutely devastating. They barely spoke, if at all. And that's the way I liked them. Just come in, kick ass, and leave. You would think that if you come in to Monday Night Raw, the flagship program of the company, and you beat the former tag team champions in devastating fashion, that this would be the push, and you would be made men and immediately be put in a feud for the Tag Team Championships. Not so fast, my friend. A few weeks after their debut, the Ascension would be beaten down by returning NWO members Scott Hall, X-Pac, and Kevin Nash, which is a great nostalgia pop. But for two guys you're trying to make look badass, doesn't do them a lot of favors when they're getting beat up by, you know, 50-year-old Scott Hall, and 50-year-old Kevin Nash, two guys that are past their prime, and, and X-Pac, like, without even putting up much of a challenge. It's kind of ridiculous. And, of course, the New Age Outlaws would join the fray, and they kept doing this weird storyline where they would just bring back people from the past, and they would beat the crap out of the Ascension. Which would work if you're Heath Slater and Rhino or something. The Ascension were brought in to be badasses that beat the crap out of everybody. And they can't beat these retired wrestlers? How am I supposed to believe in them? Connor and Victor would have a little bit of success, though. They did beat the New Age Outlaws at Royal Rumble 2015 to get some of their, you know, esteem back, I guess, even though the Outlaws had come out of retirement. Unfortunately, this would be the last bit of success for the Ascension on the main roster to date. I couldn't find a figure for the team, but I can tell you that as of this recording, Victor's main roster losing percentage is approximately 93% losses, while Connor is just a hair over 87%. Now, the word jobber gets thrown around a lot, 
by people that aren't in the wrestling business. Even I say it. I know wrestlers frown upon that when you use ter- business terms and you're not in the business, but the Ascension have to be the only team I've ever seen that has come in with such fanfare and fervor and immediately gone to jobber status. Like I said in the opening, when I conceived the idea of this podcast, I said to myself, and I've told uh, guests that will come on in the future, if we're going to talk about something, the arc has to be finished. So if we want to talk about the Bludgeon Brothers, that's fine because it's done. Or if we want to talk about the Yes Movement of Daniel Bryan, for some reason, if you wouldn't like that, it's done. We can talk about it, but we can't, you know, talk about the Firefly Funhouse if you don't like that because it's still ongoing. And the reason for that is it's pro wrestling. Sometimes people can bounce back and gimmicks can bounce back. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like the Ascension are going to be able to right that ship. They are so far down. The second chances for a wrestler like Victor at 38 and Connor at 39 are few and far between. I don't mean that as an ageist comment. That's just how the wrestling business is. It's not like baseball when you can play until you're 50 or the NFL where you can play till you're almost 40 doesn't work that way in wrestling. So what happened for starters early in their run in April of 2016, Connor was suspended 60 days for violating the WWE's wellness policy. So that doesn't help right away when they're drawing the comparisons of Legion of doom and demolition, not in a good way. The commentary team, especially JBL made them seem inferior to every tag team that came before them. Just listen to this clip here. First, it's a promo where Connor and Victor are talking about nostalgic tag teams. It's not a very good promo. And listen to JBL and Booker T on the commentary here. And once again, this is not a dig at JBL and Booker T. They're being told to say this. But just listen to what I'm talking about here. Throughout the history of WWE, there have been many so-called dominant tag teams. Just like Axe and Smash of Demolition. We'll destroy Demolition! Or there's the Road Warriors. We'll throw them right off the road! Hey, yo, Vic. What's the old saying? Oh, what a rush! More like, oh, what a joke! We are the Ascension. Welcome to the Wastelands. These guys couldn't carry the Road Warriors' bags. You know, no disrespect, uh, but uh, I don't know if these guys are just stupid or that confident in their ability. They're going to get a chance to prove Come on! Here we go. They're going to fault the Road Warriors with Ron and with Wyndham. The greatest, maybe the greatest tag team of all time, the Audacity and Temerity. These guys to come out here and say that the Road Warriors, you've got to be kidding me. Part of that era, I mean, Harlem Heat. I mean, I mean, these guys right here, they're going to get a chance to prove themselves. They better think about tag teams like the Usos, the WWE Tag Team Champions. No disrespect to Connor and Victor, the Ascension, two young men they're facing in this matchup here are a far cry from the Road Warriors. Yeah, I think. I think Connor and Victor found him on a raft in the Gulf of Mexico coming to Corpus. 
That's where I think these opponents came from. You gotta be kidding me. This is competition. The Ascension has been used intermittently over the past few years. The most high profile thing of recent note was their appearances on the Fashion Files, which was a some skits that were put together by Tyler Breeze and Fandango. They've been in the past three Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royals at WrestleMania. And most recently of all, in a backstage segment, they were absolutely annihilated by Otis Dozovic by himself in the debuting Heavy Machinery team. Now, if I were giving control over the Ascension, that would never happen. But let's let's have fun with it and let's freestyle this. I would do one of two things. I would move them to SmackDown Live because that show needs every tag team they can get. They don't have enough. Or I would move them back to NXT and have them feud with the champion Street Profits. I would make sure they took the pain off of their face because it looks like shit. And I would simplify the gimmick. I would go back to the no shoulder pads, no face paint, maybe cut their hair differently. All I need you to do is show up in some tights and a cutoff shirt for your entrance. And we're good enough. Just go out there, destroy, leave in NXT. Don't say nothing. No backstage segments, nothing. Just go destroy and leave. Help get the street profits over. In maybe six months to a year after that refresh in NXT, you bring them back to a SmackDown Live or a Raw where people now believe in them again that they could be badasses. And then you can do something with them. You can put them up against the War Raiders. You could put them up against... AOP and people will believe it because they're supposed to be badass dudes. The story of the Ascension is an all too familiar tale, especially when it comes to NXT talent moving to the main roster. I know we have the thing at the beginning of the show and the theme, but in this case, for every Seth Rollins, there is an Adam Rose. For every Charlotte Flair, there is a Summer Rae. And the list goes on and on from there. With AEW bursting onto the scene this year, NXT talent will be vital to the future success of WWE. Will their turnover rate improve? It has to, or teams like the Ascension will continue to fall. On a personal note, I have had the pleasure of meeting Connor and Victor in person a handful of times at NXT live events. Couldn't have been nicer guys. I want nothing but the best for them. That will be all for this episode of Who Booked This. Next week on the program will be the first watch-along episode. My buddies Nick and TJ are coming back, and we're going to talk about Goldberg versus The Undertaker from the recent Super Showdown show. We had a really fun time recording it, and I hope you guys will enjoy it. I'm going to Fighter Fest this weekend, or I would have something special for the 4th of July, but... Fighter Fest calls, AEW, Kenny Omega. I've never seen him in person, so I'm going basically to see Kenny Omega. Please rate and review on iTunes and wherever you can find your great podcast. Follow me on Twitter, at OnlyAaronTurner. Hashtag the show. You can use hashtag WBT. You can use hashtag WhoBookThis. Spread the word, man. Talk to your Facebook groups. I'm trying to get a following for this podcast. You know, you guys... When you share it with your community, it helps fuel me for better ideas and I get good feedback. And that's what I like about a community feel. So please do that for me and I'll do the same for you down the road. 
We'll see you next week on Who Booked This?